0: Today, if you're taking notes just right at the top, I would encourage you to take notes all the time. Pull out your smart device. Some of you, does anyone have a cool watch that they can take notes on now? Have you guys seen these? They have watches. This plays into what I'm talking about, kind of, but they have watches that are phones now. So if you've got a smart watch, go ahead and get it out. Uh, If you've got a laptop, computer, whatever you've got, get it out. If you're taking notes right at the top, you guys ready for my awesome... Sermon title for today? Uh, It's not that awesome, but I'm going to give it to you anyways. A part, not a part. So a part, not a part. And I was thinking how much we desire as human beings to fit in. Have you guys ever noticed that we are actually built with this, this desire deep down inside of us to fit in? I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up, I didn't fit in that much. I was kind of the outside. And I remember so much this longing to just be a part. Get it? I want to be a part and not a part. I want to be part of something and not separated from something. And I remember just going through so much of growing up. Just desiring deep down inside to just feel like I fit in, to feel like, to feel like I belong. To give you guys a little example of how much I desired to be a part and not a part. Let me give you a little bit of story. How many of you guys have ever heard of Kellogg'sville High School? I went to Kellogg'sville High School. I think we've got a picture of the logo, Go Rockets. Woo! How can you, how can you be like, Go Rockets! You know, Uh, but I went to Kellogg'sville and I remember I was on the golf team. Yep, that's about what I'd get back then too. (laughs) Um, Chirp, chirp, chirp. No, uh, I was on the golf team. I was on the golf team and I remembered I joined the golf team when I was a freshman and I spent one year or about three quarters of that first year on JV. And then we had some things that happened where they needed somebody and I was one of the top JV players. So they actually said, hey, Tim, why don't you come in for a couple of the last matches or tournaments, whatever you want to call it, uh, in golf. my, My freshman year, I remember that I was part of varsity. Well, going back the next year, they asked me to be on the varsity team. So I started on the varsity team full-time my sophomore year. How many of you guys are sophomores in here? Okay, yeah. So I was your guys' age. All right. uh, I'm not a sophomore. Uh, but anyways, when I was a sophomore, I started on varsity, and I started playing on varsity pretty consistently after there. And something that my school did, I don't know if your guys' schools do this. It's what my school did. We had something called... Co- it was called the K Club and this is what it was. is It was the K Club and it was anyone that had a varsity letter. Do you guys know what that is? How like I don't think they do varsity jackets much anymore, but do they? Are they as not cool now as they were then? I'm joking. Uh, no, they were actually, varsity jackets were a really big deal. I just actually didn't have the money to buy one, so I continued to think they were not cool to justify my not buying one. But it was really a money thing. But anyways, I, got a, I remember when I got my varsity letter. When you get your varsity letter, you get the certificate. And then all of a sudden, when you're, I have a varsity letter, and you can get it through sports or academics. You can get a varsity letter uh, through different things. I remember when I got mine, and you could actually be a part of this K-Club. Well, this K-Club... For whatever reason, the teacher that was over top of the K-Club, this group of people who had varsity letters and they wanted to be a part of it, could get in. And the teacher that was over top of it decided that it was appropriate to haze all of the new initiates or the people that are trying to become a part of this club. So what he did is he made this huge list of all these ridiculous things that you would have to do. And then next to each list, And you'd have to, some of them you'd have to video record yourself doing it, or some of them you might have to do in front of a teacher and have them sign it off. Next to each thing on the list, it would tell you how many points that that thing is worth, that task or that ridiculous, I don't even know what to call it. But next to each one, it would have a points list. And what you'd have to do is you'd have to get so many points to be able to become part of this club. Well, One of the things that we would have to do also is any time that someone that was in the K-Club was walking down the hallway and saw someone that's trying to get in and initiate, they would yell, air raid. And what this meant is you would have to lay down on the ground, put your face to the ground, and put your your hands above your head like there's an attack coming. And you might get points for that. But some of these things on this list were pretty ridiculous. Like one of them, I remember this, and my friend and I did it and you get the weirdest looks. So if you guys ever want weird looks, please videotape this while you do it so I can watch it and get a kick out of it. But what I had to do is I had to go to the nearest Burger King and ask directions to McDonald's. (laughs) And I had to videotape myself doing this. Another thing we had to do Another thing that would give you points that I did is I went with another one of my friends. We got a group of about five of us together, and we had to go to our rival school, which was Godwin. Do you go to Godwin? You go to Kellogg's? Okay. Uh, So we had to—this is bad. This is bad. We had to go to Godwin, and we we had to be specifically while school was in session, and we had to sing our fight song on the front lawn. And I remember just so much. I mean, it's kind of funny now that I think about it. But I remember the whole time just having such a desire to fit in. Another funny thing that we had to do is we had to eat, I think it's 10 saltine crackers in a minute or something like that. It's, And your mouth just gets so dry and you have to do it in front of the teacher. and you just But it's so funny. It's so funny how we're willing to put ourselves through such extreme things to feel like we fit in or to feel like we belong how many of you guys own a t-shirt uh maybe like this one or another one that's got like a logo on the front do you know that do you know that if you went back about 50 years a company would have to pay to have their advertisements put around places but do you guys realize now there's a shirt there's a shirt I'm just looking for shirts that got, you got, well, you got East Catwood. Come on. See, he fits in. He fits in. Uh, Old Navy, yeah. Adidas right there. It's so funny. If you went back like 20 years, well, maybe a little bit more than that, like 30, 50 years ago, a company would actually pay to have an advertisement. Nowadays, have you ever, just have you thought about this? I mean, did you buy that shirt? I'm guessing your parents bought it. Yeah, your parents probably bought it. What's your name? Zach, Zach it's nice to meet Everybody say, what's up, Zach? Zach? So Zach, did you buy that shirt or did your parents buy it? Your mom bought it. Do you realize your mom paid Apostle for you to wear that shirt around? I mean, shouldn't Aeropostale pay you because you're advertising for them? I mean, doesn't that just make sense? Yeah. But nowadays, it's so funny that nowadays we're willing to pay, we're willing to pay to be able to wear a shirt that says Adidas or how many of you guys have Under Armour shirts? Those are big now. This is not an Under Armour shirt. It's not. It's just, I thought of Under Armour. So I decided I'd say it Nike. Yeah. How many of you guys have a Nike shirt? Nike right there. Yeah. It's so funny to me. It's so funny that we're willing to pay something just to fit in. I was a, I had this book on my shelf from a long time ago. It's called Soul Cravings. And it's basically this guy's journal. And he kind of organized his journal and put it together. And this is what this is what he says about it. He says, I don't think it's incidental that over the past, and he's talking about wanting to, to fit in, wanting to feel like you're a part. And this is what he says. I don't think it's incidental that over the past 20 years, the labels on our clothes, the labels on our clothes moved from the inside to the out. And then he makes this statement. He says, we know who we are by our symbols. And we can identify those who belong by simply reading the signs. Izad has an alligator. Polo has a rider. Amber Crombie and Fitch has a moose. Lucky Brand has a shamrock. Hollister has a seagull. Modern amusement, a crow. An American eagle has an eagle. That one's deep. (laughs) Can I be honest, though? I remember so much wanting to fit in. When I was younger, when I was younger, I so badly, I would have done anything for a pair of shoes that would have said Nike on them. Just because what was popular when I was in school and what made you a part of the in crowd was having the right shoes. We're so willing to go through so much to fit in. This is often how we imagine it. We, we could say, if we do this, then we'll be a part. Or if we can look like this, then we'll be a part. Or if we act like this, then we'll be a part. And we have such a craving inside of us to be a part of something and to belong. That we'll do anything to do it. If you're taking notes, I want you to write down. This is going to, this is going to, you like this. My only point tonight. Effort, effortless effort. Effortless effort. What if I told you that in order to fit in, you don't have to do anything? You don't have to strive. You don't have to put forth effort. I wrote, I wrote it down like this. If I can find it, here it is. We misfits, because, I mean, we're all, we're all misfits in some way. We misfits fit here because of nothing that we've done. See, 2,000 years ago, something happened that made it so we can be a family. I think it's interesting that if you go back to the times of Jesus, and you just looked around, everybody, and Pastor Daniel talked about this, everybody was broken up into groups. And it was all about being a part of your group. And then Jesus came in and he messed it all up. If you were here over the last month, we've been we were talking about divergent. Pastor Daniel came and said, "See, Jesus came in and you were broke people were broken into factions, but Jesus came in and he was divergent. He fit in with everybody." In this place, you fit in. In this place, you belong. In this place, we're a family. You know, if we're going to talk about family, though, we got to go to the great theologian Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, of course. I mean, we got to. Ohana! Ohana means family, and family means no one. You guys are, you guys, you guys got this. Ohana, listen, listen. Ohana means family, and family means nobody gets left behind. I know, some of us, I was in high school, I think, when Lilo and Stitch came out. I think you guys were probably, some of you probably weren't even born yet. Um, ohana means family, family means no one gets left behind You see, so often what's happened is People realize that there's something broken inside of them And then they try to do what they can to fix it Because what's broken inside of them, they feel empty and they feel broken So they try to get where they fit in somewhere So that they can feel like they belong How many of you guys have ever heard of Pascal? Like, Isn't, isn't it Pascal's Triangle? Or something like that? He's the lizard? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. You guys are way out there in nowhere land. Uh, no, Pascal. You pa- How many of you guys doing math have ever done Pascal's triangle thing? Like, isn't it Pascal's triangle or whatever? Where it's like A squared plus B squared equals C squared, you know? and you That's the Pythagorean theorem. Sh- I don't know. Ask an erudite. I'm going nowhere fast. But you guys are going to remember this point. And I'm willing to make myself look like a fool. Pascal has something in math. I can't remember what it is. I've been out of school too long. And I burned all my math books. I didn't. No, I didn't. That'd be That's bad. Uh, anyways, there's this guy named Pascal that lived a long time ago. Not that long ago, but a long time ago. And he had this, this amazing quote. He said... And I'm going to summarize it in Tim's words because I don't want to walk back over to the iPad. He said, Deep down inside of everybody, there's a hole or a vacuum. There's a hole inside of everyone. And people try to fill it with all this stuff. They try to fill it with popularity. They try to fill it with fitting in in a group. They try to fill it with, you know, getting good grades, not that there's anything wrong with getting good grades, but if that's your motivation, that's bad. They try to fill this hole. And Pascal said this, he said, the problem is that hole, there's only one thing that fits in there. How many of you guys have little uh, younger brothers and sisters? Have you guys ever seen those blocks where it's like you got, it's got holes in it and like you got the star one and you got to stick it in the star hole? Have you guys ever seen the little kid that hasn't quite got it yet? He's too young and he's trying to shove the star in the square hole. And you're like, dude, if you just moved three inches to the left, life would be easier for you. Have you just had that thought? That's what Pascal's saying. He's saying inside of us, there's a hole. There's a hole inside of all of us And so often we try to fill it with things that don't fit. We try to shove things into this hole. But this is what Pascal says. He says, the only thing that's going to fit in it, the only thing that's going to fill it, is God. And the only way that we can know God is through his son, Jesus Christ. But so often, because we feel broken, we go through all this stuff trying to fill it. But it's not going to work. See, we don't fit because of something we've done. We fit here. We are a family. Ohana. We are a family because of what God's done. Ephesians 2 starting in verse 8, it says, God saved you by grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. Romans 8, starting in verse three says, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. And then I love this. So God did, so God did what the law couldn't do. He sent his own son in a body like our bodies we sinners have, like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. So the deal is this. We, I, you, we fit here. This is our place. This is our home. How many of you guys have ever heard the story of the prodigal son? I was going to bring my daughter's little, like, rhyming book of the prodigal son in, but I decided most of you probably wouldn't listen to it anyways. So um, here's the prodigal son. The prodigal son went to his dad and said, "I, I don't want anything to do with you. He basically spat in his dad's face and said, I want my money now. So dad divided, gave him his inheritance, gave his brother his brother's inheritance. His brother stayed there, and the son took off. The son went out and just blew all of his money on all this crazy stuff. But here's the thing. The son gets to such a low point. He's lost everything. He's got no food, no place. And he gets to such a low point where he has nothing he can do. And he decides that he's gonna humble himself and go back to his dad. And this is what I love. It says that when the son was far off, The dad noticed him and ran. The son was going home. And home is family, Ohana. And the dad looked out and he was searching for his son to come home. And the dad wrapped his arms around him. I was going to title this message, You Belong Here, but I determined it was more appropriate for We Belong Here. We belong here. I love what Pastor Dwayne said. Pastor Dwayne said this this weekend, if you were in the message, it was pretty... Pastor Dwayne said, one man ate from a tree and messed up everything. That's my words actually. One man ate from a tree and messed up everything. Another man, that man Jesus Christ hung on a tree to fix everything. And because of that one man's action, we can be a family and we can fit in. Romans 5:18 consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act justified, or resulted in justification and life for all people. Romans says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Can you guys bow your heads and close your eyes? This week, we're starting something called Tribes, and we're going to do some fun activities. We're going to be doing some awesome things, but what I, wanna, what I want you to know is that it starts with one thing. It starts with coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ because when it all breaks down to it, we are a family in this place. We belong here. And it all starts with one decision to say, God, Jesus Christ, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. One man ate from a tree and brought death, another man hung on a tree and brought life. When Jesus Christ was getting ready to go to that cross, he knew that his actions were going to bring the ability for salvation. We're going to bring the ability for restoration. So what I want to ask you today is have you received Jesus Christ's sacrifice on that cross? Have you asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three, and if you'd say I want to do that today, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise up your hands right now if that's you. Yep, hand going hands. Yep. All right, this is what I want you to do. Yep, hands. This is what I want you to do. Whether you raised your hand or you didn't, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Jesus, today I choose to be a part of your family, to ask you for, to forgive me of my mistakes, mistakes, of my shortcomings. And I choose to follow you with everything that I have. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.